1: Tempe Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother! You ain't listening, and you're missing out.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast, live again once on YouTube today for episode 175. We join you today with some breaking news, somewhat breaking news. The Buccaneers continue their impressive free agency run. They signed two more contracts today in Donovan Smith and Indomitius Sue, so they bolster up the trenches on both sides. And ultimately move some money around in the process. We'll talk about that shortly. But welcome back to the show. I am your host, as always, Rhett and Matthew, joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mister Evan Wanish. I'm glad we got some Bucks news today, man. We we get to redeem ourselves from that live stream gone bad the other night with James. And uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm in a much better mood today. But shout out to all of our people in the live chat. And Evan, how are you doing? I'm good.
1: I'm. I'm going. I'm fully prepared to blame um, all live stream mishaps on James Hill. Uh, It is 150 percent his fault. It's no coincidence that the episode that he's not on is the episode that we have no issues. Right. I had no issues locking into Zoom. Right. We did it quick. Right. About 45 seconds it took, and then you know we had no issues starting a stream, and it just so happened it was the only episode with him not on it. So. I don't know, a little, a little fishy, but uh, yeah, happy to happy finally got some news. It was a little quiet, but um, yeah,
0: now, now there's finally some more stuff to talk about. Speak of the devil, he's actually lurking around in our live chat. Mr. Bucks <sighs> Nation is who we're referring to, but our other people we got to show some love. Frank G says, all hail the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes sir. Our buddy Chase checking in. Kevin522. James Not Here equals a perfect live stream. Yeah. Damn. I, I know Kevin. I- I'm pretty sure go. Kevin's like a moderator for James channel, if I remember correctly. I think. Maybe it's maybe it's a different Kevin I'm thinking of. But regardless, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Let's go ahead and get into the news. So first off, The Buccaneers and offensive tackle Donovan Smith reached agreement on a two-year, $31.8 million contract extension that keeps him in Tampa Bay through 2023, and that now includes $30 million guaranteed over the next two seasons. Now, for the Bucs, they were able to move the deal around to where it frees up about $10.6 million in cap space. His $14.2 million base salary was mostly converted to a bonus, it dropped his cap number to about three and a half million for the Bucks. Two voidable years on that contract, which is, you know, something we're no stranger to talking about on this podcast, but Donovan Smith wasn't the move I was expecting, but it it's a I mean, it's a damn good move to shore up a left tackle off of his best career season. Yeah,
1: it was um I agree. I thought the more likely extension was going to be uh was was gonna be Ryan Jensen. And it still could happen, but uh I I like the deal. I, I do. It's it's, it's a fair price. It still puts Thomas Smith at hitting free around 30 years old. So maybe he saw Trent Williams really get paid at 33 years old and thought, Hey, like I can do that too. Um, So it, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely, I, I think a, a good deal. And like, if you're looking at past, like the first five weeks of the season, he was up and down, which has been his entire career pretty much right up yeah. until this point. But then, Week five, that Bears game sucked. But then the rest of the season, he was one of the better left tackles of the entire league, and in the playoffs was really uh, a big key – in winning that Super Bowl, um, obviously, it takes all hands on deck to win the Super Bowl, but he was he was a big part of it, and he was a big part of that offensive line. So I, I think it it made a lot of sense for the Bucks to do this, free up some cap room this year. I was actually kind of surprised that Smith even wanted an extension because he was scheduled to be a free agent next year, and yeah. he could have made he's making about fourteen million dollars a year this year. He he could have made probably a little bit more um next year on the open market if you were to hit it but instead he, he likes tampa and he decided to just you know stay here and he gets still hit the market again if he plays you know three solid years he's gonna get really paid in, in three years so
0: yeah and that's that's a good point that Kevin in the, uh, in the live chat brought up is that you know you didn't think he would take an extension we talked about the possibility of him trying to get his money's worth but for the buccaneers to extend him to save the money that they did obviously it's a good move for the bucks but he very well could be playing the long game with this, and, and right about thirty years old, you know he's ready to hit the market once again. If he's a solid left tackle for the next three seasons, well, you, you know it's a pretty safe bet he's going to get paid again.
1: Yeah, I, I think. I mean, if if he is, if he has three more seasons like he did last year, you're going to be looking at, especially with the cap rising, you're going to be looking at you know twenty million dollars a year or maybe even more a year for him, and he's going to be thirty years old, so. Yeah, it's a it's a smart move, and I have seen a lot of people say, oh well, the Bucks should have drafted a tackle cheaper and stuff like that. I I understand the reasons why you'd want to do that. However, not everyone is Tristan Wirfs. Not every tackle is going to come in and be one of the best tackles in the league instantly. And did you really want a rookie protecting Tom Brady's blindside? So you would have, you know, a second-year player who's very good is a very good player, close to I think you know he's. He's already close to elite status, that's Tristan Wirfs. He was that good. Um, but do do you want a second year right tackle and then a rookie left tackle protecting Tom Brady? Like, I I don't know if I really do. Uh, right. So it was it was the the safe move for for the Bucks. I, I like I said I, I saw some people say, well, you can cut Donovan Smith and that saves fourteen million. Well, you can, but there's repercussions there. So um, I, I do think that it was a good deal for both sides and it made a lot of sense. So. Donovan Smith, Tom Brady signed for two more years. Donovan Smith signed for three more years. So Donovan Smith will be Tom Brady's left tackle for as long as Brady's in Tampa Bay, expected to be in Tampa Bay at least.
0: Yeah. And uh, as shocking as I'm sure this is, this isn't the first time we've talked about a possible departure from Donovan Smith. And and one of the things that we had talked about before was how important it is to find a left tackle in the NFL because they don't grow on trees. Um, They really don't. And, and, you know, the idea of putting Tristan Wirfs, a right tackle over there, is... A lot harder, uh, a lot easier said than done. But Donovan Smith, as up and down as he has been, the consistency that he found the second half of last season, especially with Tom Brady being his quarterback, I think think has a little bit of something to do with it. But there is no denying that Donovan Smith had, I would say, a career season after Week 5. You know, the Week 9 game against New Orleans comes to mind. But other than that, man... He was solid when they needed him to be, and uh, it, it's hard to find a left tackle. You can't just throw anybody right there, so Donovan Smith, being one of those guys who's been around this organization for as long as he has, it's pretty good to see him extended, and at the ripe old age of, what, 27, 28 years old? Yeah, I believe 27. Yeah, I mean, that's you know that's a damn good age to sign your left tackle to, to an extra couple of years, so we'll see what happens once he's 30 after 2023, but as of right now, the Buccaneers have locked up their left tackle for the foreseeable future. Now, mr bucks
1: others- nation with the super chat thank you oh, very really? much mr mr bucks nation thank oh, you oh let's go Thanks, it came james. up a little delayed Appreciate on it. mine but uh two dollars <laughs> from our good buddy
0: james who was who was actually sending us some pretty pretty mean text messages before we jump he, he, he was
1: he was very demanding i think he's just so excited to have a stream that he's he's sending us money so yeah. anybody else out there who want to match james do you want to stick it to him go ahead we're you know we're open to any super <laughs> chat but uh Frank G says Gronk signs a deal to join the practice squad per Jason Light. So that's it. Uh, O.J. Howard and Cam Brady are the two tight ends because Gronkowski's just a practice squad guy. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. So we don't have to worry about cutting Cam Brady in that scenario. When you got a guy like Gronk on your practice squad, it, it elevates everybody on that practice squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, for, it, just, for it, for it makes everybody who, better. For anybody who doesn't know what we're joking about, the Buccaneers posted a video of Jason Light and Gronk basically going over the contract. And Jason Light joked around, said it was a practice squad contract. So if you haven't seen that video, Brokowski and you're was to that, excited
1: about it too. He, because that means he doesn't get hit. Exactly.
0: He's, exactly. he's good to go. <laughs> exactly. He, he he's totally fine with being a full time extra body at practice for, for
1: ten million dollars.
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> so on the other side of the trenches, the Buccaneers made some moves today. They also signed de- uh, defensive tackle Indomika Su to a one year nine million dollar deal. Now the thing with his is. As far as we know right now, maybe this has changed, but we don't entirely know what his cap hit uh, is yet just because that deal hasn't been fully structured. So if it's a straight one year deal, it'll take up nine million dollars. But let's say they make, you know, eight million a bonus add two void years as a kicker. Then his twenty twenty one cap number is, you know, between three and four million, I think. Um, And I think that's. Almost what we can anticipate, right? Like I, I don't think they're just gonna let Indomica Sue as of right now eat nine mil of cap.
1: Yeah, uh but before before I say that, Pac-Man 504 with the one dollar super chat. Hell really yeah, thank it. you guys so much. Yeah, really appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh yeah, so for for Sue, you wanna know how I know that this was just like the deal was already done. <laughs> like they extend Donald Smith, save ten point six million dollars in cap room. And like ten minutes later, the can sue signs. Yeah, that, that news was that, back that to means, back. That means that the deal was done. That like that, it was done. Like it, they just needed to to make a move, to to do it, and, and it was done. So, um, yeah, you don't know exactly what the cap hit is. I remember we were talking earlier, and I said I thought it might be similar to the Gronkowski thing, where it, it looks like a one-year deal for nine, ten million dollars, but in reality, his cap hit is about four point five five million dollars for this season. So the Bucks can resign it. We've seen a lot of people. We've seen a lot of you know a lot of mentions of Leonard Fournette and and you know Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a lot of Frank G with a two ninety nine super chat. Thank you very much. Frank G coming window. in clutch. Thanks you guys a lot. are the best. Appreciate Thank it. you guys so much. Um so uh yeah, we've seen a lot. So that could help possibly bring those guys back. And we do think Leonard Fournette coming back is more likely now. Will, you know, we'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about it later. But, um, yeah, it was a big move. I, I don't expect this cap it to be $9 million because
0: they are using voidable years. We just don't know exactly what, what that cap is yet, though. Yeah. Before we talk about Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette, the latest on that situation, let's talk about these void years. I, I do think it just, you know, is important to be mentioned once again, but I think I took this from Greg Allman here. Uh, Voidable year save the Bucks cap room this season, but you pay for it dollar for dollar down the road, and you can't keep kicking the can down the road. Eventually, they're going to have to pay these guys, and they will. But as of right now, you know, for example, new deals for Tom Brady, Levante David, Barrett, Gronk, Donovan Smith, they add up to $77 million a year, but that 2021 cap hit is just $24 million. They have borrowed $53 million from the future, It is a way to put it. Um, so obviously the Cap Olympics that they have done is important, but it's also just important to remember that they're going to have to pay for it sooner or later. But when you've got a window like Tampa Bay does right now, you want to keep that window open as long as you can, and, and they've done a great job of doing that so far.
1: Yeah, so I mean, here's the thing. It, it's uh, I see it, we, we uh, have a, a fellow Evan in the chat, Evan Bush. What's up going on, man? Oh, what's going um, on, dude? And James, wow, really challenging, challenging Frank with a $4 super chat. You can't beat me, Frank. Oh, man. Phew.
0: Oh, man. Um, we can't declare a winner yet, but I, I like this back and forth, fellas. Thank you for the support. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, and uh, I, I kind of feel bad now for crapping on him earlier. Uh, so um, I can't believe you told him you came from his mom's house, and then he paid you. Like, I know, right?
1: It's just, yeah.
0: Yeah, whatever. That that's yeah, whatever.
1: um But yeah, it's the reason they're able to to push all this money down the road is in 2022 they were projected to basically have, I think, top five in, in cap space. Um, so yeah, I mean they they have a they have a
0: lot of you know a lot of other stuff. Four dollars, Pac Man, five oh four. $4.
1: $4. <laughs> Thank you a lot, Pac Man. Really appreciate it. I need to be in school right now, but can't skip cfp That's the way to go that's that's the way listen if your
0: teacher yells at you don't worry this uh the video on demand is going to be up and then we'll have it up on our podcast sources once we wrap up the live stream but thank you for checking us out brother
1: yeah yeah we got to add it to the wendy's fun hell yeah Uh, good thank (laughs) you we um so basically uh and then 2023 they literally had like they have like 10 players under contract in 2023. Yeah. So they have so much money and that's where they're going to be able to put this money. So yes, that 77 million or whatever, that's going to be, you know, part 2022 part in you know, 2023, whatever it is. And, um, it, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, because if, like you said, eventually they are going to have to pay it. Right. Yeah. And it is going to be kind of a pain to where you might have a guy on a, on, that's not even on a team that you still have to pay. Um, but it, right now it provides cap relief and they're able to do it because this is a very unique situation. And let's not forget that this this salary cap number is going to skyrocket next year. It's going to go up 30, 35 million dollars. So that, that's a big key there. And it's going to keep going up. Like it's not, it's, you know, unless we have another pandemic that nobody else can can predict right now, um, it's going to keep rising. So it'll yeah. rise 30, 35 million next year. And then the next year it'll go up 10 and the next year go up 10. And it will just be, you know, a, a, a gradual rise. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, John. Hi. First time chatting from the UK. Awesome. 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 Uh, glad you're explaining. The cap is it baffles me. Hey, it, it baffles. <laughs> we don't even truly understand it. So yeah,
0: listen, I I sucked at math in high school. It was my worst subject, and it still is. So once we start talking about voidable years and imaginary money, it reminds me of like algebra with a, a imaginary numbers. You know, uh, different mm-hmm. x factors going into things. But I'm glad we're able to break it down because you know Evan's done a good job with helping me somewhat understand what's going on. And one more time, I think I saw David in the chat asking about Donovan Smith and his mm-hmm. deal. Um, it was a two-year thirty-one point eight million dollar contract extension through twenty twenty-three, uh thirty million guaranteed. Now for the Bucks, they were able to move things around, add a couple avoidable years. Um, so it frees up ten point six million in cap space and his fourteen point two million base salary mostly converted to a bonus. So his cap number on the year for twenty twenty one is about three point six million. Um yeah, three point six million is the last number that I had seen. So, we talked about the cap. We talked about the latest breaking news. Well, Mister Bucks James Nation, to do, do a final bid with the five dollar super chat, Frank and Pac Man. This is my final <laughs> bid. Y'all better not. As of right now, we do have a winner. We'll see what is happens. Is anybody else
1: under the race though? That,
0: <laughs> is any, are there any newcomers? Um, the Wendy's fun, man. Just think of the Wendy's fun. Think of the Baconators, brother. Yeah,
1: to think of all them Baconators we could have. Uh Chase asked, Do you think we'll have seventeen games next season? it, it yeah. is it's not official. Um it has not been officially announced, but all indications are that that's going to happen. Um
0: and there will be I, I hate it. Like I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, but it, it really does seem like just just one week too many. You know what I mean? A sixteen game like, season you know, is eight, long eight enough. Eight,
1: you can go eight and eight, five hundred. Now nobody can be five hundred because it's yeah. an odd number. Like I mean, I don't I don't know. I just I don't like it. And then there, so their seventeenth game is likely to be the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's who it's going to be, um, and they'll be traveling to Indy. So it it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, what happens here uh but i I do think that you know you'll end up getting a a 17th game i'm very confident and it just hasn't been completely announced yet so the Bucks haven't said anything or or anything like that because it's not official but all indications are that there will be a 17th game
0: our buddy john from the uk checking in says maybe not a flashy signing and a little bit of old news but i'm loving the re-signing of ryan suck up i'll tell you what man I i do too uh, a lot of Bucs fans might try and tell you otherwise to sound cool, but everybody, and I mean everybody, is happy that we are paying a kicker and not drafting one finally, right? Like, to, to pay a guy who I think earned his money, obviously we've brought it up so many times, but the highest scoring season in Bucks history, 136 points from Mr. Ice Cold Ryan Suckup. If anybody deserved to get a little bit of a pay raise, it was him. And here we go, baby. Frank G with a ten dollars super chat and wow. Pac Man five oh four with a five dollars bid right behind him. LFG, a lot, guys. good stuff, fellas. Really good really stuff. Love.
1: We, are, me and Rick are gonna be eating so many baconators. It's not even <laughs> funny. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Really, anything, even if you if you guys put down fifty cents, it would be appreciated. But I mean, this is this is crazy right now. So we we really do appreciate it.
0: So let's talk about Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette. We put out an episode earlier this week talking about the future of those guys. And I will say that the the clouds seem a little bit murkier now for at least Leonard Fournette. We'll talk about Antonio Brown in a second because I think his situation is more of the same. But I think it's important to bring this up because we talked about it a lot before. The Buccaneers at one point had shown interest in James White. Well, New England announced today that they're going to be bringing back, running back James White, I believe, on a one-year, two-and-a-half million dollar deal, so that, you know, throws that out the window, but I think it's important to bring that signing up, because I've seen a couple of people say that, oh, well, there's no Bucks podcast talking about, you know, anyone but James White, and I remember specifically, a couple weeks ago, we had a quote that we used as a, uh, you know, a promotional thing that I think the podcast network made for us, but we said on this very show regarding James White, there are there are a lot of really good pass-catching running backs out there. It is important to not get stuck on one guy just because of that link to Tom Brady. And obviously, we saw how that played out. Was this an opportunity for me to sit here and toot our own horn? Yeah, maybe it was, but it's kind of cool you know, when we're right on stuff like that. But Leonard Fournette, as far as he goes... The impression, now that more time goes by, is that the market for Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette just doesn't seem to be doing too hot. We've heard about a couple of teams interested in Lenny. Uh, New England was one of them. Seattle was another one. But Seattle ended up signing Chris Carson. So I I kind of think that went out the window and, and maybe some other teams. But what do you think is the situation with Leonard Fournette? Is he ultimately back in Tampa Bay as time goes by? or Do you think the Bucks are still interested in, in adding a free agent pass catching back?
1: Well, I, I, you could almost say that re signing James White would almost take out the New England Patriots too. Um, I, I don't think I haven't yeah, heard. That's they, fair. I, I I haven't heard that it rules them out. I have not heard that. Um, and I mean, it's not like White got significant money or anything. And we know that the Patriots have been willing to spend this off season, so maybe they still are interested. But uh, I think that would make it definitely less likely. Uh, I I I want to say. That the Bucks will still keep their eyes on uh, on some pass catching backs. I'm not gonna I'm not reporting it, but maybe like a Duke Johnson or Jericho McKinnon. Yeah. But uh, you know w- we'll see what happens. I man, I would still bet. I, I think Fournette's going to end up coming back at this point. It's just because there are those mystery teams which I believe we talked about last time of you know maybe like the Dolphins get involved, or the Steelers, or the Jets. One of those teams gets involved. But at this point, I, I just don't know if Fournette would even choose any of those because the, the, his money is not going to be very large now. Like yeah. he's, he's sitting out there for too long, so his money's not going to be a lot. And I, I feel like the Bucks want him back, and I, I I wouldn't bring him back personally, but I think they're they're going to end up bringing him back when it's all said and
0: done. There was uh, Joey Knight had basically put out the news earlier about the Buccaneers making some moves with Donovan Smith and Dominick Sue. And one of the things that he had mentioned is that it doesn't really seem like there's any lead way between the Bucs and Leonard Fournette. I don't know if that means that they just haven't made a whole lot of progress towards agreeing on a deal, which is what my mind immediately goes to, mm-hmm. or if you know, both sides want to kind of wait things out. I have a feeling that Fournette's the type of guy who does want to sit around and wait to see what his market would be. But you know, it also doesn't seem like the Buccaneers have made him a top priority. Obviously, as they've gone and signed everybody else. But um, I mean, do you think that factors into the decision at all, or is it just still kind of a, a wait and see part of the process? Well,
1: I I think he uh, he he even I think he even realizes that his market is not what he was hoping for or expecting. Because if it was, then he'd be signed by now. Yeah, um, he would have got pretty similar a pretty similar deal, I think, to Chris Carson, but uh, he didn't, and. Yeah, his price is just going to keep going down. So um, we'll see what happens there. But then, obviously, if Fournette would go to the Steelers or to the Dolphins or to the Jets, it would impact maybe the draft. So Chase asks, uh, hey, guys, do you think if a team like the Steelers get Fournette? What team could draft Najee or Etienne in the first round? Well, see, I'm not sold that the Steelers are going to draft a running back like many seem to think. But I think you could pencil in the Dolphins for one of them, uh, Najee Harris or Travis Etienne maybe the Jets. Uh but I also think the Bills, right, at 30. So if if Travis Etienne or Najee Harris ends up getting past, you know, that the Steelers, Jets, stuff like that, I wouldn't get too excited yet if I were Bucks fans because the Bills are sitting there at 30 and I think the Bills would take one. Oh,
0: my God. By the way, Mr. Bucks Nation, Mr. Moneybags, Mr. 10K, whatever the hell we're calling him on this show, Mr. Bucks Nation comes in clutch with the Super Chat. $15. He said, I'm done. Rhett, you owe me lunch. Take that, Frank, Pac-Man, and Kevin. It is over. The bidding war is over, and that means I have to take Mr. Bucks Nation to lunch. So I guess we'll have to figure out a good day to do that. But thank you so much, James.
1: Yeah. Th- thanks so much. Well, I mean, there, there, there's a winner, but basically anybody, you know, we're, you're all winners in our book. Anybody who's even in the, in the chat, they're all winners in our book. So um, no, no, no matter if, if you donate or not, you're, you're still a winner in our book. we really appreciate it. Uh, so they said uh, uh, Antonio bill says uh, Antonio Brown may, might not be in the NFL. I think he'll be in the NFL. I, I think, you know, he's, he's been a good enough soldier and uh, I think he'll, he'll end up somewhere. I, I still to believe they'll be back in Tampa Bay. Uh, we'll talk about Brown here in a second. And Fournette may have to wait until after the draft for any team signs him. Uh, I, I don't see. I, I don't, I don't think that's, that's going to end up being the case either. Um I think the Bucks may be looking at the draft for potential running back help. I see a lot of people have told me, well, if they sign Fournette, then they're not going to draft one. No, like if they sign Fournette, like they're still going to draft one. If they yeah. signed James White, they were still going to draft one. Like I fully expect, I'd be shocked. If they didn't draft a running back in the first three rounds, I I would be very surprised if they did.
0: And just, I mean, we've also brought it up as well, but you know, you look at this running back position after next season, Ronald Jones probably going to take his money and try and go and play somewhere else. I think if he has a good year, there's a team that'll pay him. Um, So when you draft a guy, you make up for potentially losing two running backs or one running back, depending on if they bring back Leonard Fournette and in what capacity. Um, so you playing for the future a little bit, but let me, let me ask you one question about that pick at 32, you know, right at the end of the season, when when people first started doing mock drafts, which I know for you is like in November, but when people really first started focusing on the draft for the Buccaneers coming up here, pick 32, they can either have some fun, take best player available. They don't really have any glaring needs they have to address except for maybe like some, some depth on the defensive line or an edge rusher. But I remember you told me your first thought is that they're not even going to pick at 32. They're just going to trade back into the second round, get some more picks. Do you still feel that way? Like, do you still feel like there's a good possibility they trade out of 32? Or do you think they just kind of have fun with that pick?
1: I think it's still a possibility. I'm not going to rule that out completely. I think... Well, in an ideal world, there's somebody that they really like that falls to them, and then they just pick them at 32. But there is a world where Najee Harris, Travis CTN, Jalen Phillips, Christian Barmore, Aziz Ojalari, all those guys are gone, and the Buccaneers are sitting there like, you yeah. know, like, I don't really want to take any of these people at 32. So why not just trade back, get a few more picks? Um, not sure what you'd get, but um, – you know there, there's there's definitely some teams out there that are be they'll be sitting at the top of the second round in the first 10 picks or so in the second round that would definitely want to move up uh, to jump somebody um so we'll, we'll see what happens I I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bet that they'll probably stay at 32 at this point but I, I do think that um they'll, they'll definitely entertain offers no matter what but I think their their hope is that there's just somebody there that they really like and they'll just pick them. So um, a lot of you know there's some Joseph Osai stuff here. Hope he falls to 64, but I doubt it. Yeah, I, if you want Joseph Osai, he's gonna have to um, he's got to be the pick at 32. Or you could that's another guy. Maybe you could trade back into the second round a few more picks, pick up an extra pick, and still get him. Javante Williams is another guy that running back from North Carolina. He's another guy like that. Uh, earlier uh yo it's it's Buccaneers on instagram crazy to think about but can we sign lenny and trade rojo and 32 to move up for naji um i i don't i don't think that's that's very likely um i, I think
0: I, the bucks are gonna have a little bit more stock in ronald jones just because they drafted yeah. him you know what yeah. i mean I, I really think that's what that boils down to
1: yeah, and I also don't think the Bucks are gonna be trading up for really anybody in this year's draft. At least not in the first round. Like I understand they moved up one spot for Tristan Wirfs, but uh I don't think they're gonna be moving up for anybody. Uh if Johnson makes further improvements, do you even need A B? Well yeah, but you don't know if Johnson's gonna make those that, improvements. That, Nobody that, has a crystal ball.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is like I, I wanna put some faith in Tyler Johnson because he did show us some great things last season. He had one of the most critical catches of the playoff run. Um but you don't really know if Antonio Brown's here. You're not going to get a a big healthy dose of Tyler Johnson. But I do think that if A B ultimately does not come back, you know I can put some faith in a guy like Tyler Johnson. From what we've seen, granted, kind of similar to Keyshawn Vaughn, where the sample size isn't huge. But from what we've seen from Tyler Johnson, we've we've made some comparisons to like Chris Godwin, and uh, he's just a good receiver to have out there. And I think the Buccaneers have done a really really good job of always keeping that wide receiver room nothing less than elite at this point and uh tyler johnson just a, a guy that can potentially add to that but if ab doesn't come back i would like to see some more tj for sure yeah
1: um so so there's a few things in the chat here uh g vegas says i would like bucks to build interior offensive line depth and get at least one edge rusher i think that's smart um you should you know always i think kind of look for the look for that depth along the offensive and defensive lines i do think they need uh, a third edge rusher because anthony nelson just isn't isn't that guy um so let's see would you rather keep lenny or antonio brown i would rather keep antonio brown if if we're not if we're talking about football if we are talking about pure football and none of the off-field stuff so let's say you know there is no concerns about brown if you're talking about football I would rather keep Antonio Brown um, because I think he's actually more valuable to the Bucs than Leonard Fournette is. I think the Bucs can find a suitable replacement for Leonard Fournette easier than they can find Antonio Brown.
0: I agree. Um, Now, our buddy uh, buddy Aaron Schnitzer, who I believe is also TB Buccaneers on Instagram, uh, Jarrett Patterson, going to be the best running back in the draft behind Najee. What are your thoughts on uh, Patterson? I like him, man. For Buffalo, he's a he's
1: a solid running back. Um, I I think he's he's probably you know you probably pick him in a third round because you got to think their their picks this year are so late. And I had to remind somebody the other day. Somebody asked me, they're like, "Oh, isn't that a little high for a certain player that we were talking about?" And and, um, I was like, "Well, you got to think this year their picks are so late that it's essentially the next round, right? So their their third round pick." is essentially a fourth round pick. So yeah, I would have no problems with Patterson there if they hadn't already addressed it. I think maybe he's there in the fourth, but you don't really want to risk it that much. So um <clears throat> Ben Leaper, is it just me that is highly against keeping Lenny? I can name five other options. I'd rather have that probably be cheaper too. Yeah, well I think the reason Leonard Fournette would come back is if he's cheaper. Uh I, I if,
0: the Buccaneers are clearly they're not going to pay him
1: big money at this point like I I don't think that's I think that's out the window
0: and and something I wanted to bring up earlier too you know we talked about the possibility of Leonard Fournette sticking around not really getting uh, signed by anybody until after the draft listen if after the draft comes around and Leonard Fournette is still a free agent I think it's a 99% chance he's going to be coming back to Tampa Bay just because if you've waited that long to field your market maybe you've had some offers but you know if you're going to get paid a million more than what the Bucs are putting on the table for him. Why would you not stick with the defending Super Bowl champions? But I can definitely understand where Ben is coming from because as far as I'm concerned as well, it's not that I don't like Leonard Fournette, but I've said it on this show before. He had a great playoff run. Playoff Lenny is, you know, a Bucs legend at this point. But what did he do during the regular season? I mean, the guy was almost cut in December. And for a reason,
1: not, not just, not just no reasons. Like <laughs> it was for like, they literally had Ronald Jones or McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn. And they were still like, eh, we might cut letter for that too. Yeah. Like, like that's how bad it was. Um, So uh, let's see. Neil says if, if Jalen Phillips is there at 32, you got to take him. I agree. I, I love Jalen Phillips uh chase there will still be good options at 64 in my opinion Basham tryon could be there joe tryon's a, a player i like i have an interview coming out with him on the page soon uh i talked to him one-on-one a few a few weeks ago um cool dude
0: he's he's a, he's a cool dude um you ever mention to these guys that you have an award-winning bucks podcast too that maybe they could you know come on <laughs>
1: That it's all complicated. That's like all those like
0: media appearances and stuff. That's like all agents and like it's all. You could just trick him into it. Be like, hey man, can you do an Instagram live? And then you can just hold your phone, and we'll we'll do an hour long show with him. <laughs> and he just can't get out of it. Yeah, um, all right. So yeah, a lot of uh
1: Demetric Felton stuff here from UCLA. He's he's an exciting player, and I saw some people sort of ask me. They're like. It's you know like you said running back such wide receiver like the Bucks don't need a wide receiver yeah like I, I get it like they may not but Demetrius Felton's tour does it all um he, he can line up but he's basically obviously a, a worse Christian McCaffrey I, I think he's, he's that, <laughs> that's a he's way that to type put it. so <laughs> yeah you know, I, I I think you know he can almost be like an Alvin Kamara I think a guy that you can line up at receiver and you can line up in the backfield and he's done it a lot so. Uh, Running back options in the first round with Harris ETN second round with Williams and Carter third round with Deanwell and potentially Felton. Well, I I do think you should put be putting uh, Williams in that first round category. They will be considering him a 32. Um, He's likely to be there. They they really do like him. So uh,
0: I think Williams would have to be in that that first round category um gee vegas brought up a good point and, and i mean we talked about it a little bit earlier but donovan smith on the topic of his contract uh have you guys talked about how donovan smith's extension is a win-win for player and team smith gets paid 30 million dollars over the next two years but the buccaneers get a quality starting left tackle for under 16 and a a year yeah we talked about it at the top of the show it's a steal for tampa bay
1: yeah it's it's a very good deal for both sides i think uh, because yet again he he gets to hit the market at 30 years old it's not like he's done like he still could get a bigger payday.
0: And shout out to our uh, guy Willie Beam in checking in, always appreciative Beaman. of you.
1: Um Cordero Patterson is a free agent. He is. Um
0: couple of people I think I saw some. W- w-
1: w- did, miss, did miss the bidding war, but it's it, it's all right. It's all right. He did miss the the fierce bidding war earlier, but uh everybody supporting
0: right. the Wendy's fund. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see. T.Y. Hilton just signed with the Colts. Yeah, it's breaking news. Uh, Rondell Moore to the book in the second round. I mean, if you're talking about a fun player, I mean, you know, they could maybe go with a guy like Rondell Moore, but I just don't think he's going to be there in the second round. So um, I don't think that that's going to be a thing. A lot of Cordero Patterson thing here, or, you know, I think it's Cordero Patterson. Maybe it's are about Jared Patterson. But I think it's Cordero. I'm going to assume it's Cordero. So he's been an impact player on returning and like that's what i've i believe i have said on the show even that like i i've prioritized the special teams i think this year they need a return they haven't had an impact returner since i've been watching the freaking team the last decent return um, they had just got arrested on gun charges Woo! was he decent though
0: uh, i don't know about decent i've definitely complained about him <laughs> on the show before <laughs> yeah 100 um <laughs> i was about to
1: say i was like oh my god uh anyways so he just they've tried teams have tried to put him at receiver, they've tried to put him at running back, and he hasn't really been great. But he is a really good special teams threat. And that's what I would uh I would definitely, you know, consider it at least. So uh, a few more things here I just wanna say before, you know, we're getting ready to wrap up. Not quite yet, but uh what are your thoughts on the Bucks drafting a wide receiver early if the fit is there? Uh, to potentially replace godwin i've i brought this up to Rhett actually a few weeks ago just in a private conversation that we had um now like you know maybe they do if the right ones there at 32 or 64 because godwin's going to be expensive like i and i don't think the buccaneers are going to be willing to pay mike Evans 16 million and chris godwin 20 million like i just, I just don't see them having you know having nearly $40 million invested in two wide receivers. So it's definitely possible that they they would look. I don't think it's likely, but I wouldn't be shocked if the and, right one's
0: there. And that's the beauty of the pick at 32 is that since there are no glaring needs like we brought up, if you want to address something that's potentially going to be a problem, you get a good head start on it and drafting a wide receiver at 32, if it's yep. the best player available at that point, that's where you can have some fun and obviously plan for the future. Because I agree. I think Chris Godwin is almost a shoe in to just make his money next season because he's going to get paid a lot. Um, yep. And the Bucks are not going to pay him. I, I think when it comes to you know breaking down the salary of that wide receiver room, Mike Evans is going to be a little bit of a higher priority just because I think the seniority factor kicks in. And to be frank, I don't know if they're going to have to pay him nearly as much. You know, maybe he'll get some good money, but I think Chris Godwin might break the wide receiver market next season.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a lot. Uh, Richard sends in a five dollars super chat. Hell yeah! Thank, Thank you, you, Richard. Richard. Uh, what about another safety? Since Andrew Adams walked and Whitehead got hurt, well, hopefully Whitehead Whitehead is able to come back full strength. Um, I think they could look for a depth safety. I, I think we mentioned that last episode, but I I don't know if you're gonna see like a big name. I, I think they would they would you know maybe like a guy be that fourth guy kind of but yeah that that's that's um, the, the position, position i
0: think anything. that if you take a safety he's going to kind of fill in that spot on the depth chart he's not going to be yeah. you know your new starter by any means he'll right. he'll kind of fill the role that andrew adams left behind which was fairly scarce
1: um let's see so there's a few things uh any chance the bucks draft mac jones if he's there i'm not going to completely rule it out because i think the bucks themselves would be shocked if he's there i don't know how they feel about him i have no idea how they feel about him but at this point like he's going to be a top 15 pick. Uh Buggy Brooks actually his latest mock draft I saw last night has the Bucks taking Mac Jones and I just, I couldn't believe that he was still available. So um no, don't need Mac Jones. Kellan Mond, yeah, I I would really prefer Kellan Mond or Jamie Newman. I've been pounding the table for Jamie Newman since the draft ended last year. <laughs> I've been a real big fan of Jamie Newman. He was uh, played at Wake Forest, transferred to Georgia, and was going to play in Todd Munkin's offensive system, but then
0: decided not to play this year. So, quick question uh, from uh, from G Vegas, and just while we're on the topic of Chris Godwin. So, what if Chris Godwin barely has a thousand yards next season? Then what? I don't think another team will give him a big contract. That's, Honestly, That's a tough, if
1: he, that's a tough situation. It, that
0: listen, I mean, if he's under 1,000 yards, it's going to depend on how much under he is, but I still think there's going to be teams out there that pay him because, listen, if it's not that much of a productive year, if he barely squeaks into the 1,000-yard mark, Look at the wide receiver room Tampa Bay has. and you know, it's not really hard to believe that a guy like Chris Godwin or even Mike Evans would barely get a thousand yards like Mike did this year or just not get it at all. So I think the film doesn't lie on a guy like Chris Godwin. I think he's a he's a guy that a lot of teams have scouted for multiple years. They knew he was going to be a free agent this season, obviously if the Bucks didn't tag him, which everybody saw coming. But there's teams who have had him on their radar. And uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes on him, so I think even if he, uh, you know, quote unquote underperforms, there's still going to be a team out there that pays him. Now, if he gets under a thousand yards, is he going to break the market like I'm predicting? I, who the hell knows? But I still think a team will pay him even if he doesn't hit that 1K benchmark.
1: So DeAndre Hopkins makes $27 million a year, and I think that's the highest for a wide receiver. Um, so I think Chris Godwin would probably be still in the $20 million range. Oh, yeah. uh, Kenny, Kenny Galladay's
0: got eighteen a year from the Giants, so I think I'd rather Kenny, have Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean, I know that um, we talked about it. We talked about the Nelson Aguilar deal, but Kenny Galladay? I, he's a good wide receiver when he's healthy, but I don't know, man. That's just bozo bucks. Yeah, for oh, and like then a... the other thing, how is Godwin barely reaching 1,000 yards?
1: Is it because this year, like he was injured, he right. missed multiple games? Is that why? Or is it he's playing in all games, but he's just not getting a thousand yards?
0: Not getting the targets. You know, you know not yeah, getting is, the is, is that,
1: is that, is he not playing well enough? Is that the, re- there's, you know, there's different things there. So, uh, Bucks bringing Clayton Gathers, Mr. Bucks Nation suggests maybe they, they brought him in for a visit in 2019 and didn't sign him. So we'll see if they, if they show any interest there. Uh, Drafting an outside linebacker learned behind JVP and Shaq. They might.
0: I, I, um, that's kind of uh, the top of my big board would be an edge rusher. Yeah, they they got to find that third guy. They yeah. got to find that third guy.
1: Yeah, if, if you're looking at you the know.
0: draft and what to pick potentially at 32, I like the idea of an edge rusher. I do think they can have fun with the pick. If you go running back, what the hell ever. But I, I like an edge rusher. Add that third guy to the rotation. Give JPP and Shaq a little bit of a break every now and again.
1: Yeah, so um, let's see. Bateman is great. Dad will be there. Yeah, some Rashad Bateman love there. Uh, Kellamon has all the skills, just horrible mechanics. With some coaching up from Tom B.A., he could be special. I like
0: Kellamon. Yeah, I think he's got an NFL skill set. So Holy wow. hell. Yeah. Willie <laughs> beaming, coming in Willy, clutch, baby. Willy, Willy, Willy. The donation is for the fellas into a potential A-plus NFL draft for our favorite James, Super Bowl champions. James. I'd I'm like sorry. to see an out, outside Never linebacker winning, and a three four defensive end with the first two picks go Bucks. Listen, Willie Beeman wasn't even here for the bidding war no, and he won the whole he, damn he, thing, James. He, he won it. He won it, James. So I'm Willie sorry. Beeman, whenever you're ready, I gotta take you out to lunch because you won the bidding <laughs> war. That's that's what James said was the uh, was the prize for winning, and you came in here and absolutely crushed it. Thank you so uh, much for supporting the Wendy's yeah. fund, my friend.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much. We are going to be sitting here eating some freaking Baconators, man. <laughs> uh, it's going to be like an hour-long show. Um, oh, my arteries are going to be so clogged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evan, would you take a running back over pass rush at 32? I Well, it all depends on what pass rush. If it's Jalen Phillips or Aziz Jalari, no. But if it's Joseph Osai and like Najee Harris is sitting there, probably take Najee Harris. Um, if it's if it's Joseph Osai and Javante Williams is the only one there, then probably i I probably take Joseph Osai. So it all depends on really who's there. So, um, w- 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 Willie came in and just smoked James. Oh, dude, <laughs> Willie came in. And, I mean, he set
0: the tone. He threw it all on the table. And love it, love uh, everybody's it, love it, love a little it. bit intimidated now. Good should stuff, the Bucks, really.
1: Should the Bucks bring back Quan? That's not going to happen. No, um, no, and no. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Why there's not even really a discussion to me? They've already signed Kevin Minter, who's going to be the backup middle linebacker. Quan Alexander is not a good enough pass rusher to be converted to an outside linebacker in this defense, so he'd have to be one of those middle linebacker roles. And it is he's not like there's not going to get him for
0: a backup. Um, Kevin says if you you guys don't show up on the next stream eating Wendy's, I'll be disappointed. We might we might have to. Yeah, might I, 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 might <laughs> I might have to hold I might have to. I'm going to be in and out of bites of my burger saying, Welcome to Campfire Podcast. Thank you for uh, supporting the Wendy's Fund. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you want more episodes like this, donate. Um, I lost all respect for Quan when he cheap-shotted Jameis in the head week 1, 2019. I remember.
0: So if you guys want to go back. <laughs> I don't and- remember what episode it is. I I don't know, but it, it's just I, I forget it was, what it's it called. was after. It was actually the episode after that game, so I don't know the yeah, episode number. But if you want to do it, math... it's
1: the episode after that 49ers game. For one, I blast Jameis Winston, um, but also uh, Rhett blasts Quan Alexander
0: for that game. Somebody...
1: And I believe we we he had said some some extreme things about Quan Alexander on that show. So uh, go back and, and listen to it because
0: it's uh, it's something. Somebody had somebody had posted that clip on Twitter a little while. It was okay. So when when Quan announced that he signed with the Saints, somebody posted that particular clip on Twitter, and I laughed my ass off. I'm not going to say what I said because uh, I know I said it on this show, but I shouldn't repeat it. Um, but yeah, I just I, I don't really care for a guy like Quan Alexander back in Tampa Bay. I was a fan of him while he was here. Uh, he went to he went to San Francisco, got pretty overpaid. Uh prove that he's still kind of injury repro- injury prone and okay. that in the grand scheme of things he's just he's kinda of overrated. It
1: is called same old Bucks. Oh it, damn. It is it is episode sixty five. So see, I don't back. know why you had to go back and find it. I did because I, I need the people to know. I need the people to know.
0: Do you see one of the elder edge rushers like Ingram go ring chasing with us for a year for a vet minimum if we don't draft one? Good question from G Vegas. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you could look at a guy like Ryan Kerrigan, maybe. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I that, that'd be my top choice. I think Kerrigan's been, been a solid player for a while now. Hasn't been on that same level that he used to be, but I think Melvin Ingram's probably a little bit, uh, too unrealistic. He's probably looking for a little bit more money, but I think a guy like Ryan Kerrigan, um, it doesn't seem like it's,
0: it doesn't seem like a return to Washington's going to happen. Um, so. Our buddy our buddy Chase hunting down the episode. I think James remembers the quote we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but uh, the, back to
1: the the point. I would yeah, I would reach out to Ryan Kerrigan. Um uh, I, I would think if they would sign Ryan Kerrigan, it would really push down outside linebacker, maybe to the second or third round, which would be fine, right? It would still it would leave you even more options to to take anybody you wanted at 32. Yeah. Um, maybe that's their goal. Just, you know, with 32, you can just be blindfolded, throw something that would have names on a dartboard, throw the dart, and whoever
0: it lands on, that's your pick, I guess. Um, John from the UK he says, I'd prefer to see Riley Below back over Kwan. Yeah, hey, I like oh, that, man. Bring back Joe Dirt. I forgot about him. I, um, I think he's like, I think he's slinging real estate now. Isn't yeah. Is? I don't, I don't
1: think he is. I don't think he's playing football anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, so can't wait for OJ this season. OJ is going to be a great tight end, I think. Yeah, his potential can be. Didn't yeah. draft Kerrigan. The Bucks did not draft Ryan Kerrigan. Kerrigan was a draft pick of the uh, formerly the Redskins and now obviously the Washington Football Team. But he he was a draft pick of them and he's played his entire career with them.
0: Kevin five two two says, "I don't know about you guys, but I would be intrigued by an open competition at right guard between Aaron Stinney and Alex Kappa." And I will you say this: say with Aaron Stinney coming back. Buccaneers re-signing him obviously is a good depth piece to have. But I think Aaron Stinney, his performance in the playoffs, you gotta light a fire up under Alex Kappa's ass just a little bit because I mean he he definitely looked like he belonged there. And you know, if Alex Kappa were to go down again, the, the first guy I trust to be at that right guard spot is Aaron Stinney. But but that's a that's a good point. I, I really think yeah. there could be uh, could be a case for competition between those two guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. James, uh, James says goodbye. You gotta go get food. Whatever. Uh, uh, you already
0: spent all your food money. <laughs> do, do,
1: do, do you guys? Ben <laughs> asked. Do you guys think we'll still cut Bray? It's not that. It's not necessarily at this point. But I just don't feel comfortable paying a tight end six million. Tight end three. I I'd be pretty surprised if Bray's back at that number. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back. I'd be surprised if he's back at that number. So we'll see what happens. We will. We will see what happens. Um, contract year for Kappa, yeah, that definitely. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, cheers, everyone. Got the head off. Thanks, John. Thank, thanks for coming in yeah. all the way from the UK, really appreciate it. Yes, yeah, um, sir. See a preseason vet signing to help boost his team again. They signed LaShawn McCoy and Leonard Fournette so right before the season started. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. It, it could happen. So, we'll um, take
0: one more here, and I think we can have some fun with this one. Comes from our buddy Aaron. Super Bowl 56 oh, predictions as we wrap this thing up <laughs> ladies and gentlemen firstly Thank you so much for hanging out, but let's go ahead and throw these predictions out a full year early. Well uh, Damn, you know what I, I I'll put mine out there. I'll go first Obviously, I'm a little bit biased but uh, a little bit Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> With a chance to run it back make it all the way to Super Bowl 56. I do think they win just because I'm a little biased Best team in the world right now. But I think their opponent from the AFC is the Buffalo Bills. I I like the Bills for the Super Bowl next season. I I think Josh Allen is going to have just a great follow-up to the MVP caliber season he had last season. And uh, I I think he'll have a great year. I think the Bills really get everything going. That defense is still good. They're a good team to root for in the AFC. And uh, I'd like to see them play Tampa in the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl 56, I have got Tampa Bay and Buffalo going at it.
1: I got the same one. Um, I mean, I'm. I I normally like. I literally like. Uh, I I sit there and like try to predict like the whole season like stuff like that. But um, I didn't predict. I didn't predict the Bucks in the Super Bowl last year. But like whatever. And normally I probably wouldn't again this year. But. Whatever, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They, they won it this year, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. So, uh, Evan, are you waiting after the draft for season predictions? Yeah, we, we normally do season predictions actually in the summer. But once we have a full schedule, uh, a full schedule of times, days, you know when when that is, because um, like you don't know, are they playing New England in September or are they play in New England in December
0: when it's you know kind of colder? It, yeah. That could impact it like that. So we wait a little bit for that. I don't care when um, they play New England; it can be the middle of spring for all I care. Bucks by fifty. <laughs> As long as they got Cam Newton under center, I am perfectly okay with watching that pass rush get after him and Tom Brady just doing his thing. I don't understand
1: people people saying New England's going to – I mean, I think New England will be improved. But, like, as long as Cam Newton is their guy and he's QB one well on the depth charts they're not going to the Super Bowl. Um, when do you guys do the draft show? We will be doing our draft coverage here shortly. We got a lot of things planned, some stuff that we've never actually done before. Um, we're going to have basically three shows. Uh, and I, I can't really reveal the details on those shows quite yet. But we're going to have three draft shows before the draft and then obviously after the draft do the draft review. So uh, we'll, we'll have all the draft coverage you guys need. Uh, when does the schedule release? typically it release it, well, it used to release 2 weeks before the draft so it would normally release in about 2 weeks from now but last year i believe it released like a week and a half two weeks after the draft so it was like middle really of sure. may almost yeah it was i believe it was like may 7th or something so uh, bucks chiefs rematch and chiefs did something better this time and scored a touchdown against the bucks bucks win 38-13 all right
0: <laughs> I like that man. Listen, thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. We're gonna to start to wrap things up here, but shout out to all of our people in the live chat. Our moderators, of course, doing a good job there in the chat. G Vegas, Kevin five two two, Willie Beeman coming in with that super chat and landed all on the table. We truly do appreciate you guys. Real real, real,
1: real quick question: When is the ring ceremony? I don't know. We're Thursday night
0: for to open the season, right?
1: No, the the ring. Like when did they get the oh. rings? Right. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, with, with COVID and everything, I just – I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't I, – man, it sucks. Like, I, I don't know if the Bucks will get a true, you know, ring ceremony like we've seen other teams get in the past. I mean, you never know. Now that it's the offseason – I don't know if they'll do it at the team facility, but I don't know. Maybe they meet up at Burns Steakhouse and, you know, do it there. Who the hell knows? But with a with a season, with a COVID year like we just had, there really is no telling. But hopefully soon, because I am excited to see that ring design, man. You bet your ass I'm going to be buying one, too. Um, so I'll get myself a little bit of a replica with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. If you're checking us out live on YouTube, if you have not yet, subscribe to the channel. We got plenty of great Buccaneers content. We try to keep you guys updated as quickly as we can when stuff comes out. So glad we were able to jump on here and talk to you guys for about an hour today. Had a great time. If you're listening on any of our podcast outlets, check us out over there as well. Um, anywhere you download a podcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh pod i mean literally anywhere i think there's one called chatterbox which nobody uses but we're on there too so there we go (laughs) oh look at that mr bucks nation he's back as we're leaving thanks james Uh, that's what it was back yeah that's real nice he see he left the house realized he spent all of his lunch money like i told him he did and then he turned around came right back
1: yep mrs bucks nation is very disappointed (laughs) with him right now
0: Check out the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can check out my co-host, Evan, on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one place to go for Buccaneers news. Number one fan page on Instagram is what I meant to say. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself. Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. And if you follow me, I will follow you back. We'll talk to you guys soon. I'm sure the Buccaneers are not done making things happen, so we'll have some more to talk about here shortly. Until then, I'm your host, Red Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to
1: Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.